Hello, everyone. It's Tom. Thanks for joining us for the next episode of the Culture Eats Everything podcast. So excited to be going all the way to London, England today to talk to Boega about his leadership journey. Growing up in Nigeria to college in the United States to now living in London with his wife and three children. And we just had a blast covering a myriad of topics from cognac to leadership lessons that he's gotten from his four-year-old to learning about moving from a self-focus to a focus on others as the real key to leadership. And probably my favorite part was when I asked him for a book recommendation and he gave me the answer of a person. Thanks for joining us. All right, we got Boega with us today, all the way from across the pond in London, England. Indeed, indeed. A good friend of mine going back 15, 20 years, and um, someone I highly respect is joining us today on the podcast to talk about what the heck he does. And, uh, we were just talking offline about how do you, how do you create teams when you're, when you're parachuting in and out of companies? And so I'm going to let Boiga introduce himself a little bit and just talk about his background. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Um, 15, 20, it's, it's nuts. I, I, I think it's been about 16, 17 years. That's just crazy. Uh, you and I were, were a lot less gray uh, <laughs> when we first met. Um, yeah, so I, I work as a consultant in London. Um, I, uh, a lot of my work is, is running regulatory change and transformation programs uh, for financial institutions. So um, everything from strategy design, uh, specific to regulatory engagement, uh, to the execution of, of uh, large-scale uh, change and transformation programs. So um, you got, I you got in, three, you got three beautiful kiddos. Like, what would you tell them? Like, if you had to simplify what it is that you do, what would you? <laughs> so that's, that's an ongoing conversation. I, I, I think, I think they get it. Um, so they would say, um, they would say that, you know, daddy helps people solve problems, um, is, is the way that they would put it now. Um, but you know, the truth is I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, every engagement is different. Um, and the thing about being a consultant is, you know, from experience is you, you kind of have to, it's, it's different from being like a forensic accountant where what you're doing is, you know, exactly the same. All it changes is, you know, what, um, who the client is or whatever, but, you know, for each role, for each circumstance, uh, for each engagement, uh, you're dealing with completely different variables um, and you have to kind of adapt uh, to suit the particular uh, needs and, and circumstances. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it, it, it keeps it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it matches that, that desire and that love of solving problems. What is it about solving problems that's attractive to you? Uh, uh, I just, I just, I, it has to, an element of it has to be the challenge. 
right? Um, but you know, you just also just being able to help people, um, help organizations. And if I can, if I can leave um, a client, you know, to whatever many school degree, better off uh, after an engagement than before, you know, I I parachuted in. Um, that that's rewarding for me. Mm -hmm. the, the the helping people in particular, knowing knowing what I know about you, Boyg, I know that's hugely important in your life. And and why is that? Tell tell our listeners why why uh, helping others is so important. Well, so that's a great question. Um, I think over the course of my life, uh, I've I've realized that you know life is. This, this is my, my discovery. Um, I think everyone is on a spectrum. You know, there's a, there's a maturity spectrum, uh, if you will. Uh, I think that, you know, on, on one extreme end of that maturity spectrum, you have essentially a newborn baby, right? And all, all a newborn baby has the capacity uh, to be aware of is itself and its own needs. Um, you know, and on the other end of the spectrum uh, is is a self is is uh, a completely other focused uh, perspective, right? Where the needs uh, of others takes priority over your own, and you're seeking to be a servant, right? And and that that's the kind of leader. So on on the on one extreme, you have the kind of leader who, who wants to take credit for everything and responsibility for nothing. And, you know, on, on the other end, you've got a leader who, who, you know, is always giving credit to others, but takes responsibility for, you know, things when, when responsibility needs to be taken. Yeah. And, and, um, and is willing to take the, the knives, even when they may not necessarily deserve it as a leader. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your own personal leadership journey, you know, um, how you've landed in this spot of, you know, being like a lot of us sort of self-centered, self-absorbed. I definitely uh, lived there and probably still live there in many ways um, too. The, the, you know, being other focused. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're all still there and, and it's, it's, uh, Depending on the day you get me, I'm I'm on you know closer to one end of the spectrum than the other. Um, so I, I think you know, like like most people, I I've I've come to say that you know, there, there are lots of different religions, but um, I think most people are really just self worshippers. Uh, <laughs> you know, is a way of of, of putting it. Um, you know, where. We are interested in ourselves. I mean, even look all the all the buzz terms and all of the fads uh, today. It's all about self-realization, self-development, uh, self-motivation, self, 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 self. You know, I have a, I had a an older friend, a mentor, um, who's passed away now, who used to joke about you know the self-made man who worships his creator. Um, you know. Uh, and I think I, I, unaware of it, I started out that way myself. Um, and 
as I, as I, so my faith is, is an important part of my life um, and my friendships as well. And, and through, through my uh, pursuit of, of um, growth in, in both my faith and my friendships, I've, I've realized that um, first I realized how self-centered uh, I was. Um, and I came to see this other model uh, of, of leadership and life where fulfillment really comes from uh, an other focus, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm aspiring towards it. I mean, my, my wife will tell you that I'm, I'm not, per <laughs> I'm not perfect. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my, my faith and, you know, the friendships I've developed that, that have just in, that have revealed myself to me and have inspired me, have been a big, big part of my, of shaping uh, that perspective for me. Yeah, I, I love this, um, this notion of fulfillment too, that you said, you know, you, you didn't say happiness, which which I would equate to, um, nice. It's uh, it's eight. No, it's what is it? Nine o'clock there now in in London. So yeah, it's uh, a, yeah. It is it is nine o'clock. <laughs> I got taken liberties with a little cognac. <laughs> and if I didn't have to go coach soccer practice in an hour, I probably would too. Um, that you know that, that it's it's about fulfillment versus happiness, which I would mm -hmm. argue is behind a lot of that self, self, self sort of centered yeah. focus that and a lot of things you'll hear people talk about or books talking about, you know, finding happiness. And I, I think that's a, a false pursuit, you know, potentially mm -hmm. that could lead to a, a life of, um, of actually not finding happiness. Um, um, so talk about what you mean by fulfillment. Well, fulfillment is, for me is is rooted in uh meaning uh and purpose um you know there, there's i i find that it's very difficult for me to be engaged uh to stay engaged when i don't find meaning and purpose in anything that i'm doing um but but you know, the, the more I, I, the further I go on this journey, um, I get excited to be parts of, to be a part of things that are, you know, I see as bigger than myself. Um, yeah, so, you know, happiness is, is an interesting pursuit. And, and it's probably, you know, I, I, there's nothing necessarily wrong uh, with pursuing happiness, but, but I think that, um, very often uh, we we look for happiness um, we're obsessed with our happiness uh, you know and I found that you know true happiness uh, however you want to define it uh, comes from the things that we do uh, for and with others yeah it's the it's in it's in providing that 
uh, happiness to others that we then, yeah. at least in my case, find happiness. You know, um, that the the just last two weeks ago, my hair used to be uh, quite a bit longer, <laughs> and um, I wanted to get a haircut, and it's you know it's coronavirus, right? So I haven't been to a barber shop since uh, February probably, and. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just do it myself. And I mentioned that to my kids and my oldest daughter said, I'll help you. And so she, <laughs> she, uh, she pulled out the, the, the razors and slapped it. I think it was number three on there. And now I know what uh, number three is. <laughs> it was about halfway through the, the, the center section. Um, and just, just absolutely screaming with glee. She was so... You know, she thought it was the best thing ever um, to be able to cut daddy's hair like that. And and I found myself, you know, at once shocked as I watched the hair fall off, but, yeah. but you know, completely and totally fulfilled because I was so happy to see her so happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it just shows up again and again in my life. Absolutely, absolutely. What are your, what are your kids done for you to to teach you about this whole topic of fulfillment in life oh man um i'm i'm learning from them uh every day i'm learning about myself i'm learning about uh let's see a couple of couple of stories i can tell um so uh actually i was thinking about this the other day uh we have three boys uh our twins are that's going to be 10 this November. And we have a four-year-old uh, who turns five uh, in December. And I was thinking the other day, so I, I've got my uh, nine-year-old so well-trained uh, that they know, you know, this is, this is horrible, right? But they know that in, in particular, that there are moments when they are not my, top priority right so if i'm i'm on a business call i'm on whatever they they, you know, they know that okay well i if i go in there i'm going to get the glare right <laughs> right but but not so much my four-year-old right i mean he comes in he's like you know what are you doing that could be more important than me <laughs> um which I, I think is um, there's some there's something about that, you know. There's something about about that. Uh, just there's a purity. There's an expectation he has that you know this is my dad. I can I can go in there and expect him to be uh, to be there and to engage and to you know expect to be his priority. You know whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. um so and that's a it's a challenge uh to me and and you know i wonder if i've i've trained the other two too well <laughs> yes yes but and when you're sort of responding to that with your best self with the sort of the best version of yourself the other mm -hmm. focused self or the other focused version of yourself um yeah what what does that do for you what happens in those moments well, so, I mean, it depends. So there, there are times, there are situations where, you know, um, 
the glare might be appropriate. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But but that that's not I find that's actually not necessarily the case. You know, I, I regardless of what's going on, um I can I can pause, just engage, uh, you know, and, and if if we need to defer what it is that he needs, we can we can do that. But but it is just knowing that um i ha i'm implanting and embedding the knowledge in him that i will always be available um is is a big deal uh for me um mm -hmm. and and you know availability is you know where is a is a in in all human relationships availability is a is a is a big principle and makes all the difference uh in relationships there there are people who are there but are never available uh, but the people who are available who are engaged who are with us um who are there you know way you know especially leaders who are there you know i've i've had interactions and worked with people who you know uh you knew they couldn't get you out of their office uh fast enough uh to go on to the next meeting uh and and i've worked with people who you know in the moment you you know you were everything they were focused on and you walked out feeling like you could take on anything because that's just the kind of leader uh that they were it makes all the difference yeah uh yeah this this four-year-old is teaching us lessons in leadership, you know, to, cool. to pause and engage, like you said, you know, Absolutely. That's, that's the most valuable gift that we can give each other. And especially, yeah. especially as leaders, you know, I would argue the primary job is to build relationships, you know, to, uh, to get, you know, ultimately get stuff done. Right. But if you don't build the relationships, then you're not, you're not going to be a terribly effective leader. And I'm sure Absolutely. we all have, We've all had Absolutely. examples of, of leaders who, who did it or didn't do that. And you can yeah. see the results. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I love it. It's, it, 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 it goes back to everything we need to know in life. We learned in, in kindergarten, right? Yeah. And he hasn't even started kindergarten. He starts next week. What's it called over there? Reception, reception. Yeah. Reception. And what was he in last year? Uh, nurse, just nursery. Uh, so, so we, we, over here, we got reception and then it's year one in the year, you got year one, two, three, four, five, six, which is equivalent of first grade, second grade, third grade, uh, and on and on. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted you to say nursery again. So <laughs> hear it. And, and <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, so Boyega, tell, tell us a little bit about just your, you know, your background, you know, where you grew up, you know, how you've gotten to where you are in life. Sure. Uh, so I was, uh, my family's Nigerian. I was born over there. Uh, and I, a lot of my formative, uh, well, so, so formative years are in stages, right? So, so my early formative years uh, were, were in Nigeria. Uh, and I, I came over to the U.S for uh, college. Uh, so I lived in the States for 
uh, quite a number of years uh, beyond college, uh, which is during that period that, that we met uh, when I was living in the States. Um, and now, you know, my wife, my and my family, we live here in in England. Um, uh, my, my wife uh, was born here, lived here most of her life. Um, and that's the reason why why we live here uh, now, because she wanted to be close to her family. And uh, but yeah, but this is this is home uh, for us now. That's that's awesome. I I I never thought about this until you just said it. But you said you kind of caught yourself there and said my formative years. Um, but then you said, well, my early formative years. What did you mean by that? Well, I, I think I think that. Formative. Um, we have formative stages, uh, right? So, so just I mean, just like you said, you know, mo everything we need to know, you know, we kind of learn by the time we're in kindergarten, and uh, that's true to an extent. But then, I think that um, I probably became a man. Well, I started becoming a man when I lived in the states, uh, and and that was uh, another formative period. That's as a, a, a period during which I learned about myself, I learned about what it means to um, to be in relationship with other people. To you know, it was it was a formative formative stage uh, for me uh, as well. And, and you know, but like different, we we have a lot. I don't know how many formative stages that we have, but um, I, I probably think I think we probably have several. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what struck me is that it just occurred to me that we have as many as we want to have, right? That right. as long as we continue on this journey of life and we see it as the next growth opportunity, then everything becomes formative. You know, that um, uh, you learn more the next year than you learned the year before. And we can do that if we want to up until we die, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, uh, why is that, you know, important to you? Why is, why is learning and growing, uh, continuing to form important to you? Well, I, I, um, it, it keeps, I think it keeps life interesting. Um, but, but I mean, beyond that, I, I think, I think we are designed to, um, to grow uh and to mature right life is all about growing maturing um you know there there are things that your youngest does now which are kind of cute which i mean if he's still doing those things in 20 years i mean uh, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> it's going to be a, a problem so so i think just part of the design of life is that we are constantly growing and maturing uh, in our capacity and in, in our perspective and our focus. Um, and for me, I, I have five, uh, the, the five areas um, that I, I try, I, I don't do a very good job of this, but I try to be intentional about this. So, so I think in terms of uh, my, I think in terms of my, my resources. Uh, so I think of my resources in terms of my, uh, my time, uh, my economic resources, and my relationships. And 
I try to focus those on on five areas that I I work on prioritizing, um, and those five are for me my my faith, my family, uh, my fitness, um, my my finances, and my friendships. Um, so I, I try to be intentional with with focusing those resources on those five priorities and I, I, I work on uh, and the way I, I try to do this has evolved over time um, but I'm it's important for me to feel like I'm maturing uh, in every one of those those five areas uh, and I like to have a few friends hold me accountable uh, to to that and ask me questions about how I'm doing and you know and for me it's important that they can be friends who can call my I say bullshit on this podcast. You can edit that out if I can. <laughs> Too late. You already did. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I love the <clears throat> the theme of the five focus areas being all, you know, these these consistent um, um, F letter words, you know, that, yeah. that, that makes it easy and accessible to constantly I would imagine come back to you know consistently yeah. saying how am I doing how am I yeah. how am I doing each of these five areas yeah well but I mean even with those five my my um, I mean talking about growing uh, and maturing so so I a practice that I I, I started was um, I kind of wrote out what my vision uh, for each one of those five uh, was so you know at the end of my life. You know what? What did I want to? What did I want to see or or have have done in each one of those five areas? Um, and you know, I would have I'd have a vision, and then I'd have uh, a goal for the year. You know, which which was to because there's a huge gap between the vision and and my current state, right? So your you current state, future state, uh, and I'd have a a, a goal for the year. Um, and a plan uh, for for those goals. Um, but I found, and this is still evolving. I mean, talking about evolving, and, and uh, you know, I found that I, even with that, uh, with that, I was I was still self centered in my approach to it. So mm -hmm. even even for the you know my family and my friendships all of my vision statements for those two categories started with i i i and there were about things that i wanted to be doing in my family i wanted to be doing in my friendships um it was still all about me right so i'm going through this process now where it's 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 shifting um and and i'm growing so i'm, I'm still trying to to get better is a way of putting it but I, I like maturing I'm still trying to mature I'm still maturing uh, in each of these, these areas but even even there I'm seeing the difference between this you know self-focus versus uh, other focus and, and you know still seeing uh, even relatively recently my uh, you know my focus on 
on me. I mean, all my vision statements were I, 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 I. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's kind of yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, which is, yeah. I think we could probably all relate to. You know, as you were yeah. talking just now, that I was thinking about, yeah, that's that's pretty much the same journey that, that I, I still am going through. You know, I used to have three core values of faith, family, and wealth. Mm. Which one of those doesn't quite fit, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I realized that um, it really wasn't really about wealth. It was it was more about um, providing for my kids and for my wife and for my family and being a st stable force um, in a you know what can be an unstable world. Yeah. So they could have the opportunities that I have and hopefully more. You know yeah. that it was really about their their growth. You know, yeah. Um, and all of us, all of us continue to grow and to, to improve and ultimately, and, you know, grow closer to, to each other and to God. And it was a huge breakthrough for me to go from, you know, faith, family, uh, and wealth to faith, family, and growth, because mm. uh, precisely what you said, I, I, I was able to, to, to take the focus off of myself, um, and yeah. my own desires. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, time is time is flying by here, and I, I always like to ask, uh, uh, you know, for a book recommendation for other leaders, other maybe young leaders. Like, what's what, what what's the one book that stands out to you? Oh, this is a uh, this is a tough one. Um, so. One is difficult. Um, I, one is difficult. I, I'd almost have to kind of think categories. But I think, um, and, and you know, not to be cliche, I, I'm so I talk about faith a lot, but I'm I'm the least. Well, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that, but I, I don't think of myself as a particularly religious person, right? Um, but for leaders, I think leaders really need to study uh what, whatever you think whatever your your faith background or or not uh or no faith at all uh is i think uh you know i think everyone should study uh the life and teachings uh of of jesus um which are recorded in you know the four uh books matthew mark luke john and, and the bible um so if if you had to pin me down to to one book uh you know every leader should read i would say i would recommend that because um for me you know when i talk about that spectrum from from self-focus where on one end you've got the newborn baby who doesn't even have the capacity capability to think of anything beyond itself its own needs um for me, what I believe, I, I believe that that the person of Jesus is on the other complete other end uh, of that spectrum. And and in what ways? Well, how has he shown up in your life? Well, so I think in, in different ways. When when I was uh, a lot younger, probably in. Uh, sorry, if you can hear that, someone's just set off the smoke alarm in my house. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I don't, do you need to go? <laughs> no, 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 it's good, it's good. <laughs> um, when I was a lot younger, probably in more uh, religious ways, but, but you know, as I've grown, I, I've, I've just looked at uh, the person of Jesus, the teachings of, of Jesus, and, you know, this it, is almost, when you just, when you, when you, you step back um, and just, just read and, and look at it on its face value, the, the, this almost inverse thinking. Um, so he taught principles like, you know, if you want to be, be great, um, you don't try to get other people to do what you want them to do and kind of lord it over people and you know that's actually not the way uh, to be great he taught that uh, the way you actually do that is you become the least you become the servant um, and you know as I've observed I think the most enduring if you want enduring greatness that's the way that it's it's built versus trying to assert yourself um, over others, which then you have to spend a whole lot of time and energy trying to maintain, which uh, inevitably you, you won't be able to. So it, it's, in, it's in just discovering these principles and, and trying to test them, uh, experiment with them uh, in my life. That's uh, kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of hooked now. Um, I, 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 I don't do all of it uh, perfectly by any means, um, but it's, it's certainly my, my North Star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And through, a, I would imagine, through a continuous searching for that, that North Star that you, you grow closer, that you learn more, that you mm -hmm. discover more about yourself and about the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, there's a there's obviously many many books have been written about uh, the person of Jesus, as you said. You know, even for those of those those folks out there that may not believe, um, uh, lots of books. You know, Jesus CEO and others talk about the, mm. the more pragmatic aspects of his. Uh, leadership and of his philosophy um, that that anyone from any faith can learn a great deal from I think um, absolutely so as you take another sip of your cognac there um, Boyega maybe wrap us up with you know what what advice would you offer to to you know leaders out there to you've worked in uh, huge companies you know large multinational corporations and you've worked with some small ones too. Um, so as you think about, you know, the, the power of leadership um, and what it's really all about, what, what advice would you offer to a, a young leader out there? Uh, to a young leader, um, I think to, to a young leader, uh, I would say, um, it, it, it all boils down to this this uh, focus and, and what you focus on. If you focus on yourself 
and your aspirations and where you're going and how the people around you can help you get there, uh, you're, then you're not really leading, right? True leadership is, is other focused. I mean, what are you, there are lots of other things you might be doing, but it's not leading. Um, and you know, your, your leadership capacity and capability grows with the ability to, um, to put the growth needs, aspirations of others, uh, before your own and, and to, to find your fulfillment, as we've said, uh, and growth and development in, in being able to help others, um, uh, get to the things uh, that they want and need. Uh, so uh, that's that's the muscle that I would uh, I would encourage young leaders to try to build. And, and look, it's it's uh, it can be a a tough journey, um, but you know it's, it's certainly worth worth the worth the work. Yeah, it's a it's a simple idea to understand, but it's really, really hard to, to bring to life, but uh, can be transformative literally for your entire life journey. You know, just that simple change in perspective from, you know, focus on myself to, to focus on others um, is tremendously inspiring, frankly, um, and yeah. a great reminder for me and for all of us out there that, that leadership really is about serving others. And um, you said it so very, very well. Um, so thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. I love you. And um, I look forward to, to doing this again next time and maybe episode 733 and when we're, we, when we're all gray. <laughs> that, just, that would be awesome. Love you, man. This, I love that you're doing this. This is awesome. Thank you.